This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Welcome back to our number two of the ESPN 1320 Insiders. Get ready for the most up-to-date sports news and talk with the ESPN 1320 Insiders. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, don't you know. Oh, yeah. I want to let everybody know that we're not going to do a deep dive on the future of the Golden State Warriors in the second hour. No. <laughs> I just kind of got off the rails for a second. No, but it's okay because I, I it's think... It's fascinating. Yeah, it is. Like, as people who watch sports, like, religiously, like you and I, Kyle, and, and the people who are in the chat who are all major sports fans, I, I think watching something, like, to honor something when it's going well, like, I, I would never have taken anything away from the Golden State Warriors. Watching them play... Being at some of those those games, all that's just incredible to watch, man. Like again, I I've talked about you know Sonic Skate, right? The mm-hmm. guy talks about Ray Allen being able to go to uh, an arena, and it, this was from a, like he's a poet that's in Sonic Skate, and watch someone do something, and to watch someone who is the greatest at a specific thing in the world. There's mm-hmm. no one better than him in the world at his craft to go and be able to watch someone do that on a nightly basis is, is so special. And that's like Ray Allen was who he he was talking about. Uh, but Steph Curry took that and Steph Curry is the greatest shooter we've ever seen. Like to go watch him play is an honor. It is. I like, told that I said that to Logan Murdoch after the Warriors Kings game, the home opener this year. Yeah, he was he was sitting there on on press row, and I walked up and I was just like, "It's so wild that this is just a thing that you can go do." Yeah, is watch Steph Curry play, Giannis, LeBron. There's so many great players right now that are just one of one in like sports history. Yeah, no, it's I, incredible. I think it's it's uh, it's amazing though. It's it's kind of the reason why like we go to concerts. Like there are all kinds of things that. Like there are people who are one of ones and what they do. Like I, I like highlight. Uh, I got to go see Ravi Shankar play uh, at uh, UC Davis one time. Absolutely incredible. If I could have gone to see uh, Jimi Hendrix play the guitar, uh, you know, the fact that we've got to see Santana play the guitar for um, for the national anthem uh, for Warriors games. It's, it's incredible. I'm like, the, these are people that are the greatest at what they do and, and possibly the greatest ever at what they do. And so I, I put, uh, Steph Curry into that, that elite company of someone who's done something that 
you know, no one else can do. Like I, I can't go out and, and, and shoot the ball like that. I can't, you know, like you can appreciate what he does without being a fan of him. And so that's, that's where I'm at. Yes. Kyle, you good? Yes. We're all set. Seth has fixed everything. Not quite. Uh, we're, we're getting there though. No, I, I, I'm, I, I, I'm with you and it's, it's, it's it's can, hard to it's hard to articulate. No, it's hard to articulate when a just awesome player consistently be consistently beats your team when you're a fan. Yeah. Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson had an incredible run with the Seahawks. Yeah. And that incredible run involved beating the hell out of the 49ers a lot of times. And as a kid in my early 20s, it's like I hate that guy. He's incredible, but I hate him. Oh, yeah. I hope he fails every single time he plays, but he's incredible. You can hate Tom Brady, but... Tom Brady's a better example. Thank you. My goodness, watching Tom Brady just like, again, as someone who grew up a Joe Montana guy and loved Joe Montana and believed that Joe Montana was the greatest quarterback in the history of the NFL, Tom Brady's now the greatest quarterback in the history of the NFL. It is what it is. He won, just how it goes. Sometimes. He won more rings. He's got more yards. He's got more touchdowns. <laughs> played like, for longer. Played for longer. I mean, he's the greatest quarterback that we've ever seen. The fact that, you know, I, I can sit here and make an argument that he should have won the MVP, like the either the year he retired or the year uh, before he, re- the year before he retired, mm-hmm. that he should have like won a league MVP. Yeah. I, he should have. It's he a joke really that good. he didn't. He was really good in his final year as a 45-year-old. It's just wild. It's wild. So anyway, like appreciating all of uh, what the the Golden State Warriors, they've meant so much to the game of basketball. Like having a great dynasty in today's day Mm -hmm. and and age, it's really difficult. And I think basketball might be uniquely able to have dynasties where uh, the parody of the NFL, uh, the parody of even Major League Baseball, like there are attempted dynasties in Major League Baseball where teams try to buy championships. But, I mean, look what the Padres just did. They tried to buy a championship for two years, three years in a row and and came up empty completely. Mm-hmm. And, you know, look at the Dodgers. The Dodgers won one, but we all put an asterisk by it. Um, it still counts. I, I count it. The it banner does. went up. Yeah. The banner went does. up. The rings went on the fingers. Yeah. No, but but I think it's in basketball. And this is this is where the Kings are, are so well positioned is because on on so many nights, it's just about do you have the best guy or the best two guys on the court? And the Kings are really well positioned to a lot of times have the best player on the court. And I think that's why dynasties can happen a little bit more in the NBA because sometimes you just get that confluence of players that MJ, Pippen, and Rodman, or that Parker, Ginobili, Duncan, or Shaq and Kobe, or uh, Steph, Clay, and Draymond, and Kevin Durant. Like, yeah. Th- sometimes you just get that co- where, hey, there's a run that's going to happen here. And <clears throat> that's, you just can't really do that in in other leagues. It's it's so hard to, you might have the best player on the, on the field in an NFL game and it just won't matter. You I can still lose by 40. You could have two of the top three best or top five best players in baseball, like the the Anaheim, Anaheim Angels, and just not be good. Be yep. bad the whole time. Yeah, there are so yeah. many moving parts. Yeah, just waste yeah. Otani and, and Trout, just waste their careers. Anthony Rendon. Yeah, 
Like they have so many good players and just and can't put it together. Yeah, it's it's really interesting. But uh, but the NBA it does have this this structure, and that's why I think we all talk about how you take steps. You know, baby steps, baby mm-hmm. steps, baby steps. And it's something that uh, like the Kings jumped a bunch of steps last year. I'm telling you, I, I still look at this team. I think they're going to take another giant jump forward again. Yeah, why not? And it's because you can see the structure is being put in place. Mm-hmm. The structure to be a next man up type mentality team. Mm-hmm. To have, you know, even like these early season injuries, Kyle, I think yep. they're huge for the Kings. Huge. Like it's it's a big deal that you figured out that Davion Mitchell might not be the player that you thought he was. Yeah, it's a good at, point. For your team. Mm-hmm. And that Keon Ellis might mean more to you. And that... Colby Jones might be a player that you can go to. Yeah. It means something that you understand, you know, sort of the limitations of Sasha Vzenkov or, you know, the limitations of Kessler Edwards. And, and you can start to judge which player, mm-hmm. you know, that you were able to give Chris Duarte enough time to find his rhythm. It, that wouldn't have happened if it weren't for injuries. And so I think it's possible that this early stretch, the Kings will be better for it and, uh, yeah. and, and be able to develop more and more of a, of a culture of the next man up, which is something that even last year I didn't feel they had. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. It feels like, and it feels like too, the, even, even the Keegan Murray absence yeah, and just Harrison Barnes stepping up and being like, yeah, Hey, this guy's still got it. He does. And again, not that, not that I think anybody thought that Harrison Barnes lost it, but that they have that depth and that they have that structure where it's, Hey, Keegan goes down. Okay. Harrison, you're in this spot. We're going to rely more on you tonight. And that he just steps up and does it. It's not like he's sitting there pouting and going, Oh, okay. I guess it's, I'll just be my turn now, I guess. And he's all mad about it. I think it's funny. There are still a lot of fans that like they've looked at the last three games of Harrison Barnes and go, why haven't you done this, this the whole time? And it's, it's not him in there, man. It's, it's not the offense. It's not him. It's it's the the way the structure of the team is, and yeah. that's limiting who he is on the court. And that's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Like uh, either way, I, I think it's interesting. Like this is a a philosophical basketball discussion day here on the Insiders. No, I'm here for it. I'm really here for it. And and I'm that's the thing for me. Obviously, this season has to play out. The regular season has to play out. You have to see what the Kings look like in the postseason. Do they make a run? Do they go to the conference finals? Do they go to the finals? Do they win the finals? It's all on the table for now. Yeah. And then what do they do this offseason? And then the next one. And how do they continue building out that structure? It's going to be really, really fun to watch. Yeah, it's so much better than just wondering if there's any way they can sneak in as the eighth seed. Yeah. uh, You know, pre- uh, in season tournament, I'm ple- not in season <laughs> play in tournament. Play in tournament. I, I do it, dude. I've been calling the in season tournament the play in tournament every time I bring it up. Yeah, I have to think hard about. I've been, I've just trimmed it to IST. IST. I said everybody's calling it, and I think that's better. Although that sounds it's, like something that sounds like something that you'd get uh, after a couple of bad decisions in college. All right. Yep. Yeah, dude. It's got <laughs> an IST. <laughs> an IST this weekend. No. Um, uh. The thing with with Sacramento is as we get ready to go to break, we'll have we'll have NFL top five for you next. But the thing with the Kings is so much of their next two or three years to me is very dependent on what this year looks like. Oh yeah. And it's very dependent on games like tonight, where mm. can you show me that there's another level? Can mm. you show me that you can look the biggest like stare down your mortal enemy 
and and slay the beast. Can yeah. you do it? And if you can't, we got to think long and hard at when December 15th comes along and and when the trade deadline comes along in February, like how do we get there? Because yeah. if we aren't it, we're close enough that we got to go find it yeah. to add to this. Yep. And that means that some of you guys won't be here because you couldn't do it today. You couldn't do it tomorrow. Hmm. So. Hmm. Hmm. Fascinating. All right. Who are the top five teams in the NFL? We'll do that next before we get back into more Kings and Warriors. That's all coming up for you on The Insider, sponsored by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320, Sacramento's Sports Leader. Now, back to The Insiders with James Ham and Kyle Madsen, brought to you by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320. I hope to have my mic on. What's up, Kyle? That's a key component for all you people who want to be in radio someday. Turn the mic on. Turn the mic on. Step one. Very, very important. Hey, I don't want to talk a lot about Monday Night Football last night because that game was a disaster. Uh, six total turnovers, fewer than 600 yards of offense, and a, what was the final, 12-10 Bears win, all field goals. Oh. <laughs> to, uh... first, first Bears win without a touchdown since 1993. Mm. Um. What else from that game? The the Vikings nearly became the first team, sorry, the second team since 2014 to win a game despite throwing four interceptions. It was gross. Ooh, it, it was, was so gross. gross. Uh, did Josh Dobbs to to steal for us Dickey's line? Did he become a pumpkin last night? Did he turn into a pumpkin? Feels like it. It does feel like it just it really felt like last night was like, oh, okay, that's Josh Dobbs. Oh, that's Josh Dobbs. Now that teams can actually game plan because he's running the offense. It's a little bit bit harder. I'm sad because like it feels a little bit like Linsanity. Like that's like (laughs) he he was so good for like four weeks. It was so much such a great story. I hope that it's not over. I hope that like he bounces back. Yeah, I don't think I don't think every game is going to look like last night. Yeah. But I also don't think he's going to look like a top five quarterback week in and week out. There will be some middle ground. I think he's I think he's probably a starter in the league. Yeah, he's he's definitely better than whatever the hell the Jets have got going on. <sighs> yeah, <laughs> I don't think that's I don't think that's necessarily a stretch. Um, Would he make the Saints better? I think he'd probably make the Saints better. That's possible. Uh, he makes the Giants better. We're hearing from practice Chris Duarte is grouping with the starters that shoot around accord, according to Frankie Cardicelli. Uh, and there is no sign of Keegan Murray or Keon Ellis. Uh, the Keon mm. Ellis thing is a mystery. It, it's uh, what? What's the injury there? He he had a ankle roll. Uh, you know, mm. he, he sprained his, I think it's his right ankle. He stepped, someone fell down underneath him and he stepped on him. Um. He is questionable for tonight. Keegan Murray is doubtful. And if Keegan Murray is, who went through, a for, participated fully in practice yesterday, if he's questionable tonight, uh, I mean, if he's doubtful coming into today and he's not at shoot-around, he's not playing. Um, but yeah, it's hard to believe. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him play tomorrow because it is a home-and-home back-to-back. Mm. And you got the clip show tomorrow, right? Yeah. Yeah. So. Let Harrison Barnes cook a little bit against the Warriors. Yeah, there you go. I like that plan. I do too. Yeah, it's just, dude, and it's a lower back. If there's any question at this point of the year, man, you go sit or stand or lay down or whatever you have to do. It's an agitated SI joint, 
which the SI oh, joint is the Sports Illustrated joint. Yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. You know what I, they should do to fix that? Just chat GBT it. Stop. Just just chat GPT that thing. I want right to make up. it really clear on that. Just real quick, I don't want to do a whole tangent on the SI. Sports Illustrated oh. was not churning out AI sports articles. No, they outsourced like reviews, mm. like product reviews. The company that owns Sports Illustrated, it wasn't like, hey, you pick up a copy of SI and there's an AI article about the Los Angeles Clippers in there. Mm. It wasn't anything like that. Okay. Still bad. Still not a good look. But the 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 Sports Illustrated is using AI to write articles kind of splash headline is exaggerated. Okay. They even like invented, they used AI to create the yes the person's yes uh like headshot wild wild but apparently it's because they didn't want their name it was actually written by a person they just didn't want their name on it i don't whatever dude i have no idea i have no idea let's get to other things let's do let's do our top five nfl power rankings real quick so to me there's no question that the eagles are at the top Absolutely no. They're question. ten and one. They're the best team in football right now. They they if they would have lost this week, I will tell you honestly, if they would have not come back in that game against Buffalo, even though they would be what like nine and one, nine, I, nine and, and two. two, I would have had the 49ers ahead of them. Wow, just straight huh. up, I think they're the best team in football right now. I, I think I think the Eagles are the best team in football. I think the 49ers are playing the best football. Hmm, that's kind of interesting. Yeah, because the Niners' floor has been way lower than the Eagles. But the Niners' wins have been more convincing. Dominant. But the Eagles held on to win against Kansas City in Kansas City. They handled business against Dallas at home. They beat Buffalo. They came back from 10 down to beat Buffalo. Mm -hmm. Like, they've they've had some really impressive wins in that stretch. So... I recorded, or I not recorded, but I hit up my buddy who is a professional gambler. This okay. is what he does. He's part of a big group and they have like sources and they have doctors and uh, psychologists who they speak to and like, hey, does this team have a psychological edge? And is it like they go deep on this stuff? Okay. And so I hit him up and I said, hey, the Niners are favored in Philly. That's kind of weird. Here's what he said. And again, this is a, he lives in Miami. Like, this is not a guy who is a fan of either team. Okay. He says, um, I said, Niners favored in Philly. And he said, yep, Eagles have been dreadful, but Jalen Hurts has been unreal. Dallas grossly outplayed Philly. The Chiefs on Monday night, midway through the third quarter, had 222 yards to 70. 10 minutes to go in the third in Buffalo, 315 to 90 yards. Oh. Eventually the luck box. Uh, eventually the luck box runs out, is what he said. Okay, and I think that's why you've seen the line go from one and a half, and then I saw it go to two and a, two and a half at some spots. I mean, that's, that's still that to me. That's crazy. Um, but I will say they barely beat New England in week one. Mm-hmm. They they beat the Vikings by six in week two, and it wasn't convincing. They barely beat the Commanders. Uh, like you can look one game after another where you're like okay they had a convincing win over miami 
They even their their game against the second game against Commanders, mm-hmm. like a solid win, thirty eight thirty one. But you gave up thirty one to the Commanders. Mm-hmm. Like nothing of the about this. Even the Dallas win, like tells me that they're like convincingly better than any of these teams. The Kansas City win, not convincingly better than any of these. And mm-hmm. doesn't Kansas City lose that game specifically because their wide receivers drop footballs? Yeah, not because someone played defense on them. Right. They were wide open. The ball hit them in the hands, and they did not catch it. I mean, <laughs> sure. again, Scantling Valdez was in the end zone. All he had to do was like other way around, right? Valdez Scantling. Valdez Scantling. Yeah. Right. MVS. Yeah. MVS. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. All he had to do was catch the ball and fall down. He's and it's a touchdown. Yeah. Okay. So what do you got? Top top one is Philly. Yeah, I've got I've got just just the fact that they made the play to get ahead twenty one seventeen, like they just continue. There's an against the Chiefs. Yeah. And did the Chiefs mess up down the stretch like 100%? But there's an air of inevitability to Philly right now that just that okay matters a lot to me. And if you're the Niners, like you go you go into the fourth quarter up 10 and it's like that's basically a tie game mm. against this Philly team. And that's like there's there's something to be said for that. So I have the Eagles one I man, two is tough. You have the Niners there. Yeah, it's not even tough for me. Really? Yeah, I, I, at this point, um, I think the the adjustments they've made um, on the defensive line, adding the pieces that they have added during the season, whether it's Randy Gregory or it's uh, or it's Chase Young, um, mm-hmm. w- whatever it is, like it, that that's been something that's freed up Hargrave to be great and Bosa to be great and even Armstead to be much much better mm-hmm. and. That's huge because that makes your defensive backfield way better than it was. Uh, like I just think that defensively they've become the team that we thought they that they were going to be, mm-hmm. and I didn't think that they needed two major pieces to get there, but clearly they did. Sure. And now they're there, and they're really good. And uh, I said in the beginning of the season, the one guy you can't live without on this roster, as long as Trent Williams is healthy, the 49ers to me are the best mm. team in the NFL. I have the Ravens at two still. Okay. And they had the early season loss to the Colts. That was weird. They lost to the Steelers uh, back on October 8th, 17-10. A little bit strange there. But they blew out Detroit, who I think very highly of. Mm-hmm. They smoked. They beat Seattle 37-3. to uh, They had that weird loss to the Browns where they, they tricked off a late lead. That was kind of, that was definitely a little bit odd to me. Yep. But... They beat the Bengals by two touchdowns, and you know that was a game Joe Burrow got hurt. Um, and then they they handled business against the Chargers here on a Sunday night, going into their bye week. I just I think Philly or not Philly, but Baltimore is dynamic enough offensively with Lamar Jackson at quarterback, and their defense is playing well enough right now that in a head to head matchup against the Niners, I would I would make it like a coin flip. We're going to get to see it. Yeah, we're, we're in, uh, what is it, one, two, three, four weeks. Yeah, we're going to get to up. see it. And, like, for right now, I, I think I have Baltimore at number three. Yeah, I have the Niners three. Yeah. So I, we have those flipped. I don't I don't feel, like, hella strong either way. Okay. What, so, do you got, what do you got at number four? Four, I have the Cowboys. I have the Cowboys as well. And then I have the Chiefs at five. Yeah, we're the same. Boy, we're really close again, Kyle. Yeah, I think it, well, I think those are the five best teams right now. The Lions <laughs> looked really bad on Thanksgiving. Yes. So you got to dock them a little bit. The Jags have been up and down, but the Jags are right there in the mix with, mm-hmm. with the Lions for me. 
And then and then the Dolphins are there, but the Dolphins have had such a such a strange year where high and low, yeah. And they haven't they haven't been super dominant here in the in in the last few weeks. So yeah, I think I think all of them are right there, and I think they could all you know be dangerous in the playoffs. But I think right now the five teams we listed are are the five. And if you wanted to order them in a different way, like I said, I'm not gonna like pound the table. I got you. Okay, so there we go. We got power rankings done. Look at us. Look at us, Kyle. Just in time for a break. That's right. Warriors-Kings, that matchup coming up next. And the worst loss of LeBron James' career happened last night. We'll talk about it. That's James and Kyle. We're the insiders on ESPN 1320, Sacramento Sports Leader. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Now, back to the Insiders with James Hamm and Kyle Matson, Brought to you by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320. I think we are just going to blame D'Lo. Why not? That's going to be the mantra for today. Blame D'Lo. Blame D'Lo. It, it's very possible. <laughs> no, I, I just I'm... know don't, James, don't blame James. That's, you know, because I don't touch the board. Sure. That's that's the rules. Like I don't touch the board. I, there's one set of buttons that I there's one knob that I press down on and then turn it until it goes to D low and KC and I hit yes, and then I know how to turn the mic on and off on the left side. I like I can turn KC's mic off. Yeah. Outside of that, I'm not allowed to touch anything. Ramsey wants to blame Canada. Matt Canada got fired. We're not blaming him anymore. It's not his fault. Canada got fired. Matt Canada. Oh. Yeah, it was super funny. The Steelers never had 400 yards under Matt Canada. Oh, yeah. They had 400 yards the game before they hired Matt Canada, and then they had 400 yards the game after they fired Matt Canada. <sighs> and none in between. Anytime a, tick, a, a kicker talks trash about you... Yeah, it's a tough look. That's that's a tough look. Dude. You're walking in and celebrating a, a win, and the kicker pops off with a... Wasn't because of you. Wasn't because of you, bro. <laughs> Like, <laughs> yikes. <laughs> wow. Yes. Man. Wasn't because of you, bro. That's a tough look. It's a tough mm. look. Hey, before we dive into this Kings Warrior stuff, so LeBron James last night in the <laughs> the Lakers 138-94 to loss to Philly, LeBron became the all-time leader in minutes played. Oof including the the postseason. Nobody in NBA history has played more minutes than LeBron. The 44-point loss to the Sixers was the worst loss of LeBron's career. Wow. I wonder if he, like... The worst one. I wonder if he gets, like, a small trophy that says most minutes played. And if he's angry at that trophy now because it came in the worst loss of his career. Is that, like... (laughs) No. That's an incredible that's an incredible accomplishment to play more minutes than any player ever. That I, is that's yeah. unbelievable, but also it's not like it's not like applauded like the scoring record. You don't stop record. the game, right? 
They it's just kind of a game. footnote more than a record. They stopped the game. So the clock, <laughs> the, the clock is no longer going. Like, oh. I get, who'd he beat out? Kareem, I think? Hmm. <laughs> I think it was Kareem who had the, who had the previous record. Probably. For minutes played. I don't know. It's tough because there's so many more rounds of playoffs and stuff now. So there are a lot more opportunity to get uh, to get postseason minutes. Kobe, like I, I remember there was a point where I did the math and at the same age, uh, Kobe and Kevin Martin, I think when they're both like 28 years old, Kobe had played something like like 2,500 more minutes than Kevin Martin. Jeez. And that's because of, uh, and, and that was including, I, I counted like Kevin Martin's like college minutes because Kobe, of course, didn't play in college. Right. He goes straight to the pros. He doesn't play that much in his, like, but all of the place, the the uh, postseason play, and then that wasn't even including like Team USA stuff. Like Team USA, right. like all kinds of minutes as yeah. well. Yeah. So that is that Kareem Abdul Jabbar is the all time leader in regular season minutes at 57,446. But when you factor in the fact that LeBron has played 12,000 playoff minutes, he clears wow. <laughs> he clears Kareem's. So how many more minutes does LeBron need to catch like regular season minutes? Fewer than 3,000. But 3,000 minutes is a lot. That's a lot of minutes. That's a lot. Wow. I still think he gets there. You think so? I think he might. Is he going to own every record in the book? I think by, that's what he except wants. Except for the three-point uh, makes. Like Although, God, 3,000 minutes. That's the rest of this year. And then at the rate he played. Hmm. Okay, so last year he played 1954. In 55 games. The year before, 2084. If he plays, let's say he plays 82. That's 3,000. He played in, uh, when he was 33 in the 2017-18 season, he played 82 games. He played 3,026 minutes. Um, Golly. I, I think he's more of, uh, if he's healthy, a 2,500 minute per game guy at this per point. Season. Uh, per season. Uh, 2,500 minutes per game is nuts. That's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> per, per season. Per season. So, yeah, he probably, what do you think? He, does he play another two, three years? I think he gets there next year. I think he gets somewhere somewhere in the 2000 neighborhood this year and then somewhere in the 1500 to 2000 next year. Okay. And gets there. So we know he's going to play into his 40s, but like how deep into his 40s do you think he'll play? Oh, man. I mean, he's still, he's averaging 25.1, 6.5, 7.5 rebounds, um, 33.6 minutes per game. His field goal percentage <laughs> is way up. My goodness. <laughs> Like it's just nuts. Like to he's shooting thirty nine point two percent from three right now. The last Turner time high. he shot better, no, oh, he no. had he had a forty. 12-13. Yeah, twelve yeah. thirteen. It's the second highest he three was, point percentage of his career. And that twelve thirteen, he was twenty eight in the twenty twelve. That's, that's ridiculous. <laughs> like looking at his his career, it's it's just batty. it's stupid. Like it's the whole totally... time you're like, how in the world is this? real that there's a player who's done this that's been this good for this long and not just like this good this good is like such an understatement like this great for so long he's averaging 25.1 points per game this year that would just be the third lowest total of his career Hmm. like that's insane 
that 25 points is the third lowest of his career. That's wild. <laughs> yeah, for his career, 27, 7, and 7. Yeah, LeBron James, he good. Pretty good player. He is a pretty good player. Anyways, the Lakers lost by more than 40 last night. That was the moral of that story. The moral worst is... Loss, worst loss of his career. Yeah, uh, huge numbers from Tyrese Maxey and Joel Embiid. Yeah. Yeah, Maxey's The Lakers, that's, that's, that's the cap with the Lakers for me. Is, okay, Anthony Davis and LeBron James, they can get you through a series against Golden State or one of the lower level Western Conference teams. They're not getting you through a series against, I think, Sacramento or Denver or even like Minnesota, do they get through OKC? Maybe just based on experience, but I just don't, I don't love the Lakers as they're currently constructed to make any kind of real run. I just don't see it. Okay. Even with as great as LeBron is and Anthony Davis is capable. I don't, I don't being. think so either. I think the second round is probably their yeah. cap and, and I'm not even sure if they can get there. Uh, we do have uh, somewhat breaking news. Oh. Um, Keegan Murray will not play tonight. According to our friend, Sean Cunningham, uh, Cunningham, who is uh, mm. from Fox, Fox 40, Sean Fox Cunningham. 40. Uh, he, uh, Keegan Murray, will not play tonight, um, but he did speak to the media. So I'm going to guess that we're going to see a lot of Chris Duarte tonight, hmm. which actually I like that matchup. I yeah, like- I think that's just another body to throw at Steph. Well, that and like if you're going to start Draymond Green, I kind of like the, the Harrison Barnes-Draymond Green matchup too. Hmm. Um, I don't hate it uh, yeah. because Harrison is a versatile defender and – fact that Draymond Green doesn't go score a ton of points mm. um like I, I think having a player who can agitate a a passer mm-hmm. like he can I, I think that that's a good thing so. yeah yeah no doubt um I'm interested to see if Golden State starts Draymond and Kevon Looney huh. or if they start Draymond at the five or if they bring Draymond off the bench oh in his first game back well, I think we would have already heard about how great a teammate Draymond That's Green a, is you know yeah. and how he yeah. has decided single-handedly to tell everyone that he should come you know off what? the bench. Yeah, he would have brought that up in his presser yesterday for sure. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. So whether they start Kevon Looney or not. The best would have been if he would have popped up into Clay Thompson's press conference and said, hey, Clay, it's okay, I got you. I will go to the bench. <laughs> I will go to the bench for you. I will lay down my I starting am job. Such a good teammate for you. I am such a good teammate. <laughs> there it is. That what a guy. Been, that would have been the moment. What a guy. He missed his moment, Kyle. All right. So no Keegan Murray tonight. Keon Ellis still questionable. Uh, Keon Ellis is still questionable, but I, I'm not sure he's playing either because if he's not. At practice, uh, I mean, if he's not at shoot around, um, then I'm not sure. But we'll we'll see. You never know because I really like his defense, uh, especially chasing a guy like Steph Curry. Mm-hmm. But if he's on a bum wheel, I'm not sure that that's something that you want to see. A couple other notes from the West before we dive into to Kings Warriors. The Nuggets last night on the back end of a back to back. I love this. Keep keep talking. Face the Los Angeles Clippers. Mm-hmm. The Nuggets on the back end of a back-to-back with no Nikola Jokic, no Jamal Murray, no Aaron Gordon, outscore the Clippers by 20 in the final frame. In the fourth quarter. In the fourth quarter to come back and win 113-104. to 104 mm. Behind 56 combined points from Reggie Jackson... And DeAndre Jordan. DeAndre Jordan! 
had 21 points last night. His most points since October 20th, 2018, more than five years ago. Wow. And he just went off. It was just one lob after. Did you see, like, it's just like a mixtape. It's incredible. It looked like prime DeAndre Jordan Lob City. Yeah, it's just Reggie Jackson throwing it up, throwing it up. Every once in a while, a little floater, hit a three. Yeah, he's looking like uh, Malik Monk throwing the ball up to (laughs) Jabail. The question now becomes, is Nikola Jokic a system center? Oh, yeah. If DeAndre Jordan can do it too. That's totally true. (laughs) Is he? It looked exactly the same. Is he overrated? (laughs) Um, Did you watch any of the Wizards-Pistons game? Uh, no. Good, good. That was the answer I was hoping for because if if you had said like, oh yeah, I was locked in, I was going to have you go to therapy. I was actually watching a squirrel run around on like one of my rooftops mm-hmm. and I thought that that was more serious than little, that game. A little more in control than- A little bit you, more serious. Okay, but did you see the, the Jordan Poole play where he got somebody with a move like on the baseline, probably like 10 feet from the basket, got somebody with a little move to shake free and then instead of just shooting it, like stopped and looked at the guy and then tried to step in to like hit a floater off the glass. And Asar Thompson came in and just sends it into like the 10th row. Poole had a wide open look from 10 feet, just an easy jumper. And he tries to like mock the opponent by staring him down and then stepping in. And Thompson <laughs> flies across and just launches it. Does he have three or four more years of making uh, like four. prime money? Four. It just kicked in this year. No, so was it Swear a five year a five year extension? It was a four year extension. Last year was the last year of his contract. And then the extension kicked in this year. Okay. Wow. <laughs> man. Oh my God. That dude steals money. Like I I don't good for, good for him, man. I guess. He's getting his getting his getting his paper. Uh the Blazers beat the Pacers. I think that's something you're gonna start to see with the Pacers. Oh. I think they're gonna I think they're gonna beat some good teams and then there's gonna be those random nights where they lose to Detroit. I know better than to to talk trash about the Pacers because like Tyrese Halliburton will hear it somewhere and then he'll talk about it on a podcast. No, like, I don't. oh, those Sacramento people. I hear you, James Ham. You're out there <laughs> you're out there saying we we're no me good. Being like, me being like, Hey, I think the Pacers are gonna beat some good teams and then lose to some bad teams. Yeah. I'm such a piece for that. Yeah, he's uh, like Steve Buscemi in, uh, I think it's Billy Madison. He's taking notes like, oh, Madison. If that's, uh, you know what? Hey, if I spark the Pacers, <laughs> if I can spark our guys out there in Indiana. All right. To a, to a playoff run. Hey, look at that. We're just about done with our show today. And uh, this giant meeting that uh, has been going on for the last hour just, just disbanded. And so Great. we're no longer... Obligated to go talk to anyone in a giant meeting. Great. It's spectacular. Totally. Having attend a Newton show is spectacular, Kyle. It, it gets you out of all obliga- uh, obligations of of uh, meetings. Wait till you find out we have a meeting right after the show. Oh. Um, <laughs> no, I just... So if that's what it's going to take, then the Pacers are trash. Tyrese Halliburton can't lead a team. Uh, let's see who else is out there. Benedict Matherin, overrated if we're keeping it a stack. Miles Turner, trash. <laughs> can't play with Domas. To, you can't play with Domas. Who can you play with? <laughs> trying to fire up the Pacers. <laughs> Who else is it? TJ McConnell there? Uh, I think he is. Trash. trash. <laughs> Buddy Heald. <laughs> trash. Um, what, like, if I, what if Buddy's the guy? I'm like, nah, love, love him. Uh, love him. I do like Buddy Heald. 
All right. Um, then you'll get booed like he did. Buddy Heald is the most. I have him on my. I have. I do that sleeper fantasy league. And so you can change your lineup like every day, but then once a player has a performance that you like, you lock them into the lineup, and then you can't change it anymore. Okay. So it's 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 really tough when a guy like Domas has a thirty-eight point game because you're like, that's a great score, but he might have a forty-five point game. So it's like you, it's it's fun. It's it's a it's a little bit different way to do fantasy basketball. And I have Buddy Healed, and dude, Buddy Healed will have 10, 13, 8. 33, 8. It's really, really frustrating yeah. to try and figure out when to have Buddy Heald in the lineup and when not. You know, you should do, Kyle, you should try covering him for five years. No, thanks. That's okay. Try covering him I don't for like five the, years. No, because the Pacers are trash, and I don't want to go do that. <laughs> I'm like, James, I'm quitting to go cover He's, the Pacers beat. Or just have him come uh, <laughs> play for the Warriors or for the Sacramento Kings oh, the next year. Oh, that's okay. The return hey, of he's Buddy Heald. This is not me. I'm disassociating from this. <laughs> this is hey, like the Halliburton talk. Shout out! Shout out to the person aggregating who's like, who's like, James Ham said the Kings are going to go get Buddy Healed. No, <laughs> just you're not you? reporting that. I'm not reporting that. <laughs> no. Anything else last night? Oh, the Jazz beat the Pelicans. Yeah. CJ, McColl- CJ McCollum cleared to practice. By the way, are the the Pelicans just a really bad matchup for the Kings, and that's it? Like. Like, if you don't face the Pelicans in the playoffs and you only have to play them one more time the rest of the season, like that might be the case. It, is that just like a really crappy matchup for the Kings? I think it might be. I think it just might be a really difficult matchup. I, honestly, for that, like, honestly, I think the Pelicans are a difficult matchup for like everybody. Sometimes a team like the Jazz is talented enough that they're going to go win a game. You know who they're a really difficult matchup for? The training staff. <laughs> their own team's medical staff they're a really difficult matchup <laughs> i'm just saying yeah so a lot, I mean, that's, a lot of minutes put in by the by the training staff that's why sure. they're under 500 right yeah yeah but i i just if the pelican again this is every year right but let's go to the hypothetical where the pelicans stay healthy and you go into the playoffs i don't think it's a king's issue with the pelicans i don't you, think it's a pelicans issue like for the a, kings okay I think the Pelicans would just be a hard out for anybody. An association wide problem. They're, the the Pelicans are five hundred right now. Yeah, and they just like Zion Williamson is a problem, and CJ McCollum is good, and Herb Jones can play. Brandon Ingram can can score it as well as anybody. Like they just, and he's lengthy. There's just there's a a lot of really difficult matchup issues with them. Okay, it's a little bit like the Forty ers on on offense where it's like. Debo, just a tough matchup. Brandon Ayuk, tough matchup. Yeah, you're going to stop. Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. Tough matchup. And so on some days you're going to get him, and then on other nights you're going to lose by 36 or whatever it was. Like, I just think that's kind of... So I don't think it's a Pelicans-specific issue for the Kings. Okay. That's all. Just to answer your question. That makes sense. Talking about tonight, the Kings wrap up group, the group stage of the... NBA in-season tournament, the IST. If there's ever a game to get the ball out of Steph Curry's hands as much as possible, this is it. Oh yeah. Like don't I I I know that you, they've they've tried the, you know, let Steph score and and don't let anyone else beat you. That's not going to work. And I I know that they're going to try, and part of what makes Steph so good is his ability to relocate and play off the ball. So it's not necessarily just a, hey, get it out of his hands, and then you've won the possession, because he's going to relocate and he's going to get an open three from the corner and get an easier shot than he would have if the ball had stayed in his hands, right? 
but you there there just has to be an overemphasis, even if it means, hey, you know what? Andrew Wiggins gets a couple of layups and Draymond Green gets a couple of open runs at the basket. You just can't, if ball's out of his hands, it has to just be, even if it's just switch every screen he runs through, you, you, he's the only player who can hurt you. I agree. What I would like to see Mike Brown do is ask De'Aaron Fox, will you do it? Will you stop him for 48? And like, we don't care what you finish tonight scoring wise. Mm-hmm. Can you stop him? Can you do everything in your power to make everything difficult that he takes? Yeah. We'll get all the rebounds. Mm-hmm. We'll set you up. We'll make sure you do get some of your points, but you won't have to expend all your energy on that end. Mm-hmm. Can you do it? Uh, because I think that that is probably the key. Can, can, because it, again, if Keon Ellis is healthy, I, mm-hmm. I actually like Keon Ellis to come in and give some solid minutes there. Sure. Davion Mitchell, it's just a tough matchup. But like he plays him okay and he he's strong against him, but there's also times where he off he the just, ball he struggles with him. I yeah, he's just off the ball, yeah. man. It, like getting through screens isn't easy. Well, and that's so that's that's the one hang up I have with the De'Aaron <laughs> idea is okay, now you're just running De'Aaron into screen after screen after screen. Well, I'll when tell Steph's you, Steph's on the ball. It, Draymond Green and him are are good. They're I think clutch they're, clients. Yeah, they're they're friends. Uh huh. I don't think you'll see the the inadvertent need to the quad. No, no, no. That's not even what I'm worried about. Yeah. It's just that you talk about expending energy. Okay, you're chasing Steph around the court, even when mm-hmm. he doesn't have the ball in his hands, and then you're running into screens on top of that. Not even, not even like I said, not even worried about dirty plays. Like that's, I mean, obviously a thing, but. If it's even if it's okay, you're running through all these down screens for Steph, and it's okay, it's Kevon Looney. Okay, you got to run that. Okay, now there's a second screen, and it's Andrew Wiggins. Okay, now you got to get around that one. Okay, now you got to contest a shot. Okay, now let's go back down and play the other end. Okay, now you got to chase him around because he doesn't have the ball in his hands on this possession. Now you're running through another screen. It's just it's a lot of work. Yeah, and that's why I think there there has to be a team effort element to it. Like, no, I, I get that. Throw I'm, Harrison Barnes at him. I like the De'Aaron idea for sure. Um, but I wouldn't be like, "Hey, De'Aaron, just chase him around every second he's on the court." That's a that's asking a lot of of De'Aaron Fox. What I don't want to see is him pick up three fouls shooting three pointers from Chris Duarte. I do not want to see Steph getting start. nine free yeah. uh, points yeah. on fouls behind the arc. Yeah, I don't want to see it. Yeah, that would be that'd be frustrating. I, that's who I'm throwing on him. Like, let Chris Duarte do the dirty work of running through screens and picking up a a touch foul in the backcourt. Yeah, or whatever it is. That's that's to me the move. Okay, so my first key to the game: make somebody other than Steph beat you. That's it. Uh, number two, Sabonis needs to be a star. Like uh, th- that. Just go out there. Percent. Just go out there and like if it doesn't matter if Draymond's playing or not. You you go out there and be a star. Yeah. Like run the team, do what you do and if go you, out there and dominate. If you have to pick up an offensive foul or two, so be it. Like yeah. just just be a bully. The other uh my last key is just answer the call. This is a huge game. They need to show up. Mm-hmm. They need to run this team off the court. The other the the I'm I'm with you. There's two things for me that go along with this. One, you cannot start slow. Oh uh, no. If that's where things start to spiral. The other thing is remember the Victor Wembanyama one, don't stand around and watch Wembenyama. Yeah. Don't stand around and wait for De'Aaron to win this game for you. Yeah. 
If you're Kevin Herter, go hit some shots. You mentioned Demonis Sabonis. If you're if you're Harrison Barnes, go get 16 or 18 points again tonight. Yep. Do not lean on Darren and go. Okay, you take care of this tonight. That's not going to work. Yeah. Don't don't do that. I agree. All right. That's James. I'm Kyle. We're sponsored by Jiffy Lube. I think Darren Fox is going to wind up being our player of the game. Good call. It's my prediction. Okay. It's bold. It's bold. Go in there. D-Lo and Kiss here next. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 